Hi, this is Nick from Paranormal Research Investigators UK. I'm with Andy and we are going to be talking about themes. So if I can just hand you over to Andy, uh, tell us about themes, Andy. Hi, Nick. Okay, what I'm going to do, I've got a list of themes that I've um, made a note of throughout the last couple of years. And I think the best way to do it really would be just to go through five at a time. Okay. And then we can just have a quick chat and move on to the next five. Righty hey. So some of the themes that I've picked out and made a note of, um, that paranormal activity tends to occur in bursts. When this happens, if you're there at the time, then you've got to try and use as much equipment as possible at the time and try and locate what's happening. Okay, uh, right. So, so yeah, so what, what I'm trying to say really is that it seems to be short bursts, which makes yep. it difficult for people to to investigate or, or to predict what's going to happen, where it's going to happen and when it's going to happen. Sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. paranormal activity is normally spontaneous. I mean, yeah. I know there are instances where, um, I suppose perhaps in the case of poltergeist activity, there does seem to be a concentration. Um, but uh, And that leads on to my next theme, really. Is it is it that that whatever it is that's doing it can only harness enough energy to last a few seconds. Uh, does it need to take a break and come back and do another burst of right. activity? Yes. You know, yes. I'm yes. sure uh, um, if, if it could do something more and more intensely, it probably would. Sure. I, I would have thought so anyway. Yeah. Do ghosts attach to people or children? And maybe they're attached to people that had uh, similar characteristics to themselves if, 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 if we're saying that it's the spirit of a deceased person mm. does emotional pain and physical pain release endorphins that can perhaps increase paranormal activity is there a link between that one thing that's been noted by previous investigators is there can be an EMF spike before at the same time an EVP okay um, or someone claiming to be touched right right sometimes the, but then again, a correlation doesn't mean a cause and effect, does it? It just no, it could be no. a total coincidence. Yes. So, so that's the first five. Um, okay. I, I mean, I would I would say most people probably agree that paranormal activity tends to happen in short bursts. I don't know of a case where it's been continuous. I think that's the thing, and I think that's half the problem when investigating it because it's it is just individual events i mean certainly from my experience it has been individual events things that have occurred one-offs um obviously you're not expecting it um i don't think necessarily you can create it i mean there are some people that uh, say that you can i think there there is probably an incidence of uh, coincidence mm. um i mean as as we've caught uh, things like or recordings of um, say an, an anomalous rap Mm. Um, I mean, did we generate that, um, or was it going to happen anyway? Uh, if it was going to happen anyway, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a hard one to call, but but certainly, it it doesn't seem to continue on afterwards. It seems to be one event, and that's it. Mm. And going on to the next five, majority of ghost experiences tend to happen when people are alone, which okay, yes, you know, which yes. then calls into question all the other possibilities what might might might, might be happening. Yes. Is there a build-up of energy, a crescendo of events, starting with the, you know, the scratching, the knocks, 
yes. leading up to the voices, to the apparition. Yeah. You know, there seems to be some kind of build-up of energy or yes. uh, crescendo. But I think I think that seems to be indicative of poltergeist activity. Yeah. Um, certainly, most other events seem to be spontaneous. This seems to be the one where there is a build-up. Mm. And of course, the other interesting thing is is actually being able to record it or capture it. Yeah. Um, because, as most people say these sort of events seem to be camera shy so although it may be happening a lot mm. um, whatever that might be when you come to actually sort of film it or, or perhaps record it the events don't occur which of course raises the question of is it actually happening you know for the skeptic anyway does the energy decrease when the person is no longer scared yes <laughs> you know is, is it more of a battle of wills or is just something coming from within that's been injected out yes. to the environment. But um, certainly I think they, some people say the more you fear something, the more it happens, if it's kind, yes. of, kind of feeding yes. off that energy, that yes. negative energy. And, and certainly, again, you, you look at things, or things I've read anyway, because I've never actually directly um, seen poltergeist activity. It does actually seem to be that um, creating a positive response as you mentioned does actually seem to to almost exercise mm. what's actually happening which again raises questions is it some sort of psychological projection yeah and, and talking about poltergeist the, the pattern of the poltergeist can be start off with some kind of in, incoherent messages building up and then the messages can become clear and then they can start fading back into incoherence before stopping Right. So uh, again, it seems to be something that's got a time period. Yes. And it seems to peak and then drops. Yes, I, I think that's fair comment. I mean, again, most podcast activity, it does seem to build up and then trail off. Mm. Um, but uh, I, I guess there's always going to be cases where that might not apply. Um, but uh, but that seems to be a, a pattern of podcast activity. So I think it's fair to say we can say poltergeists have a short attention span here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. Maybe yeah. they uh, maybe they got ADHD or something, <laughs> and then they quickly get bored and move on to something else. Yeah, but, I think so, definitely. But the, another theme is that they can suddenly stop. You know, the, the activity can just stop very yes. sudden, for, and they can't really figure out why or or what you know why that time basically. Um, well, of course, the trouble is you can't test it. That, no. That's the point. I mean, it's. It tends to be spontaneous. Um, you can't recreate it in, in laboratory conditions. So if you can't test it in that sense, uh, you, you can't see what it might be that actually stops it. And when you mentioned camera shy, you know, it seems to be these apparitions or entities tend to be very shy and people report that, the, you know, they see things peeking from a distance from behind doors or furniture. You know, it's, all, it's also almost like it has to be an indirect form of interaction with you yes yes and i don't know what's why that is you know why why be so shy about it you know if you're going to make the effort to make scratching noises you could at least have the decency to show your face and say hey this is me yeah but again yeah. that's presumably because the nature of the beast can't yeah. actually manifest itself in in a form yeah. which which we i think almost expect it to be you know in other words some sort of human figure um Another theme is attachment. Uh, they can follow people if they happen to move a house or move somewhere else, even thousands of miles. They can apparently follow people, and, and, re and, and the activity 
recurs again. Yes, which again does raise a question of attachment. Is it the person that's actually generating it? Mm. Or, you know, it's obviously not necessarily something that occurred at a particular property. It's not a historical thing. Um, it, it is uh, centred upon a person. Well, you know, that entity, the uh, the movie The Entity, I can't remember, was based on a, it was based on a true story. Um, and it was about uh, a Pacific woman who had repeated poltergeist attacks on her to the point where she claimed she was being raped. Right. And... What's interesting is that um, it, apparently it, it followed her when she moved somewhere else. But you look onto the psychological profile of her, and she had a lot of trauma in her life, a lot yes. of abuse, yeah. and that makes you think: you know, is it something that it's projecting outwards from her, and then it's almost like she's self-harming through poltergeist activity? Yes, you know, yes, it's, yes. Um, I don't know if if that's a possibility. Um, Makes me think of Carrie then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. You know, uh, I haven't seen that movie for ages, but um, mm. but it's a good job that our subconscious thoughts don't become real. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think the human race will be wiped out within probably a day. Well, yes, yes. If we could uh, certainly project a lot of our emotions in in a physical form, then uh, yeah, I think there'll be a lot of harm done yeah. <laughs> for sure. Another theme is that um, apparently entities can influence dreams. They can cause prophetic dreams of the future, of danger or harm to come. Um, and sometimes people report having these dreams before they move into a haunted house. It's almost like a pre, pre-cognition, pre-warning that they have these strange dreams and uh. then they move into the house and they, they think, oh my God, this is the house that actually was in my dream or this is the room that was in my dream. Yes. And, and it was almost like some kind of a warning. Yes. Yeah, I mean, again, you could, I suppose you look at it and think, well, it's, it's a time, somebody's moving, there's obviously a lot of stress perhaps in moving, mm. a lot of worries, things are changing. Obviously, just not the move itself, there could be a lot of other things, reasons why that person's moved. Um, and if they are perhaps worried about the move or the reasons why they're having to move, then, again, does it actually create a situation where having had that dream it becomes a reality because then they're they're actually perceiving it as actually happening when mm. it, when all they're doing is, is is interpreting events around them and and applying it to that dream mm. if that makes sense that's yeah. a bit of a convoluted way of saying things but but uh, you know it does suggest to me that that's what's happening again i think we mentioned about the shyness there these entities can be evasive um Sometimes they're only ever caught in reflections of shiny surfaces or mirrors or doors, uh, glimpses in the peripheral vision. But we've spoken about peripheral vision yes. previously in another podcast. And, yeah. Um, but that seems to be a common theme. Uh, paranormal footage being destroyed. Again, this is very frustrating because people, when they do actually record something, uh, they, some can re, re, uh, claim that it mysteriously got damaged or, yes. or, or for some reason they just didn't yes. record like it should have done. Yes. Uh, and it, that seems to be a theme of not being able to get something concrete at yes. the time. But but again, that that's very much a sort of perceptual thing, isn't it? Um, is it a case that you think you've caught something and it's like sometimes, you know, when, when you just take a photograph, you know, you, you think you've captured the moment, but that's the, the, the time when something happens and you don't like 
quite the image you expected or mm. you, you, know, you leave the lens cap on, I don't know what it might be. So you just assume because it hasn't, the camera hasn't worked um, or you don't get the, the recording or you don't get the, the, the footage if it's video that obviously it's been influenced. Mm. Um, so, you know, unless somebody could present figures and, and, and there's a definite correlation, um, I, I just wonder whether it's just a coincidence. Well, going back to that entity case, um, the poltergeist, um, they were lucky enough that, that they had um, parapsychologists in, in her house at the time. These bright lights started to form in the room, right. and and I think they had a couple of photographers, and they just they took thousands of pictures simultaneously. Yes, and they did manage to capture some very good pictures, and these are online. You can check and Google them, and online. Mm. And you can see these arcs of light right. around the uh, the woman who's the focus of the poltergeist. She's sitting on the bed, I think. And yes. You can see arcs of light around her. And what's interesting is that these arcs are they're not. If if if, if it was a reflection on the wall, mm. they would have bent because there's an angle in the wall of um, of is it ninety degrees. Um, to make a corner, yes. Um, so basically, the light should have bent where the angle was, but because it's it continues its arc perfectly, it, it very much suggests that this was in the air. You know, right. it okay. was it was this light was actually in the air rather yes. than on the wall. Yes. And so that you know, um, so there are some cases where they've managed to capture something on on film, right? Okay. Um, but it's very rare to do it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, equipment can fail. Um, video operations tend to be the hardest to obtain. Um, you know, it's very rare to get anything visual. It mm. Tends to be mostly audio. So that makes the case. Do they deliberately avoid cameras, detectors? Often, when you're in a house, things will happen in another room. Right. Yeah. <laughs> rather than okay. the room that you're yes. in. Yeah. And it's almost like playing games. Isn't yes. it? It's almost like. You're in one room. You hear a knock and a noise upstairs. You're upstairs, then 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 you hear it downstairs, yes. and it's yes. You know, it seems I to... suppose I suppose you the, the claim is that it's mischievous mm -hmm. um, in, in that sense, but uh, yeah, interesting. I think the common theme really is that it's a tormentor and mischievous, isn't it? These entities, if what, what if, if I'm calling them entities because we don't know what they are. Yes. But, but there's a theme of being a tormentor and a mischievous overall. It's very rare that it's a positive, mm. positive experience. You know, yes. it tends to be yes. more trying to cause fear and yeah. scare people. Yes. Um, so another theme is waking up at three a.m. Dreams of seeing yourself dead. Right. Uh, disembodied voices encouraging people to kill themselves yeah it's almost like they can't do it themselves they have to kind of persuade the person to to do it yes maybe it's a universal law that you know they're just they're not allowed to physically kill people but yes. but they can try and persuade the people to yes. do it themselves maybe yeah. um, nightmares that leave physical injury on the body so people can dream have these very intense dreams mm. of of being grabbed around the arm or the leg and then when they wake up they might have fingerprints, red finger marks on the on the body. Right. I think one woman said she dreamt of being bitten by a boy in the room, and when she woke up, there was bite marks. 
and it was in a part of her body where she couldn't bite herself. Yes, so yes. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, feeding, en feeding energy off people. Uh, sometimes people's health can break down, they get weaker. That's probably more through stress and lack of sleep. Yeah, sure. Uh, so negative entities latch onto people. With, do, do negative entities latch onto people of inner turmoil? Is there something about the wave frequencies of negative emotions that attracts these kind of entities? Uh, does a particular emotional state of mind generate the right kind of energy for ghosts to latch onto? These are just thoughts and yeah, out. it's yeah. I, again, it seems to be a lot of negative mm. things going on. Um, you're coming back to these things about people dreaming about dying and things like that. It's it's not unusual, and uh, I, I just wonder whether again people make that association. Um, if you're in perhaps a confused state, depressed state, um, you're likely had to have those sort of thoughts and, and perhaps look for an explanation. And is the explanation, you know, paranormal or is it a paranormal manifestation, an entity, a ghost? And so therefore you start imagining it. Um, I, I, I must say that I think there's a lot of psychology involved with the paranormal, particularly events like that. Mm. You know, even... even the thing about being bitten, um, if you imagine in your sleep that something's happening to your body and you end up with having marks on your body that you interpret as, as you know, in your dream that you're being bitten and, of course, you see these marks when you're awake that look like bite marks, you know, that association with the dream is going to come straight out, isn't it? And mm. I wonder how many of these people actually looked and, and went to a doctor and said, look, I've got these marks on my body. Um, can you explain them? And there could be a medical explanation. Um, it's just that in in whilst they were dreaming, these things were occurring, and perhaps you could actually feel it. You know, that, that there was some sort of swelling or, or mm. inflammation, um, and it just so happened that it, it felt like being bitten. But, I think uh, what frustrates me is when people record, uh, report this. Um, you know, the need to have the awareness to take pictures of it as well. You know, take pictures of the marks on the yes. body. Sometimes they don't do it, and you feel well. You know, is it was it really a teeth mark, or could it be something else? You know, yeah. could, could it be a bite of an yeah. insect that formed a ring? You know, yeah. it's yeah. Uh, so it is frustrating when you have to rely rely on the person's word for it, and there's nothing to show. Well, I think that's the the thing, and uh, you know, I I've heard people talk about this. Um, and the first question I asked was, well, did you go to a doctor or did they go to a doctor? Mm. And the answer was no. Um, mm. This was red marks appearing on somebody that was meant to be slapped by a, a spirit, an entity, whatever. Um, so if you don't go to a doctor and, and say, well, okay, is there a, sort of a, a rational or medical explanation... <laughs> Um, then I don't think you can actually make the claims necessarily. Well, I think I think the fear is if you go to the doctor and say, "By the way, I, um, I've been attacked by this invisible <laughs> entity. Hey, look, he's the marks. Can you prove it?" I think they'll probably be thinking, "Right." <laughs> well, I, I, th I think the, the, the test would be you just go to the doctor and say, "Look, I've got these marks. What are they?" Yeah, I, I mean, again, I wouldn't. Yeah, you wouldn't tell the doctor where, no. where it came from. No. You would try and get an objective opinion yes. to say, "Well, this is what they think it is." Yeah. And, Otherwise, I think the, the yeah. conclusion could be that. Uh, that there could be other problems, mental problems rather than uh, physical problems. So, another, th some more themes: uh, objects, clothing can be linked to hauntings. So, you know, there could be trigger objects. 
maybe the objects are symbolic or something or maybe they've absorbed negative negative energy somewhere and when they come into the house it then restock and cause hauntings um what's interesting as well is some people report when they throw an object out uh, or they smash it or say they throw it out first within a second it's back in the house again okay uh you know and there's been few people there witnessing it whereby they've gone in the garden thrown the thing out and then as soon as they've gone back in the house it's just sitting there in the kitchen mm. um another thing is that they've tried to smash things smash smash objects into pieces uh, and then it, they can be put back together again. Right. Uh, it's it's yeah. certainly um, beyond the realms of hallucination because you wouldn't be able to put something back together again if you physically smashed something. Well, no. But again, yeah. I think it depends on what the object is. But still, you know, I mean, mm. again, people are making these claims. Uh, yeah, another common theme is hearing and feeling breath or breathing near you. Or whispers near you, which you can't quite explain. Yeah, yeah. Um, tele telephone calls from entities usually have no caller ID. Right. Uh, yes. They can be unplugged. Yeah, the, the phone can actually literally be unplugged yes. from the wall. Yes. And it'll still ring. Yes. And it'll be a very strange uh, line on the other end. And I think there was a poltergeist case in Germany whereby this young woman. Uh, she was a personal secretary uh, for a solicitor's firm, and whenever she walked underneath lights, they would swing the chandeliers. Oh would yes, swing. yeah. Uh, and another interesting fact is, yes. is is that the telephones would ring consistently, and there'd be nobody on the line. Yeah. And then the telephones would ring the dial and clock, the speaking clock, and it would ring six times per, I don't know, maybe 10 seconds. It would be physically, humanly impossible for a person to dial that quick yes. and get through to the speaking phone. Yes. And this was happening a lot. Yes. And eventually, these it worked out that it only happened when she was present. Yeah, yes. And and then when she left the firm, it all stopped. Yes. And she admitted herself that she hated her job. <laughs> you know, yes. she, she had a lot of negative yeah. emotion about her job. Yeah, I think the other yeah. thing, if if it's the same case, is the uh, they 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 the employers uh, actually got the police involved, um, and cabinets were meant to have moved mm. in the presence of the police when they were interviewing her. Yeah, uh, it could be another case, but um, but they did get uh, rid of her and the, the activity stopped. But uh, nobody seems to know what actually happened afterwards. She got married, and apparently, oh. she had no repeat of those okay. kind of things. So I think she just needed to find a man. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. So maybe well. ten years after being married, and then we come back again. Uh, <laughs> exactly. But um, but yeah, so that was the fact that if it has her energy projecting onto the phones mm. and ringing, and I think one of the. Uh, the people who investigated said, "Well, maybe she's ringing the speaking clock because the the symbolic nature of time and maybe her not wanting to be at work." <laughs> yes, I mean, I, I don't know what the system is in Germany, but of course, in Britain, you you dial one, two, three, mm. so it's it's a very simple process. Uh, it does make you think that uh, if it's the same in Germany, perhaps it would look it up on the internet. Mm. Um, you know. It it would be the, like the first three numbers of the sequence. Yeah. So it's not like a, a random set of numbers. It, it one runs one two three. So perhaps that could have some 
relevant. So another theme is um, when people hear whispers, they seem to cannot make they can make out as if two people are talking or one person's talking, but they cannot make out what's being said properly. Uh, another theme is that EVPs apparently, if they are true or we or claim what they are to be, they seem to be the easiest piece of evidence to capture. Um, is, is that because it requires less energy for something to? to put something on a, on a mm. digital recorder yes. or a, a magnetic recorder. EVPs yeah. uh, are more frequent by provoking questions. Uh, does does anger generate more energy <laughs> spirits? Sure. Yeah. I, I know that um, just on the EVPs that I've noted, um, you, you're more likely to get an intelligent response from a negative entity. Mm. <laughs> so... You know, if you want something, if you want an intelligent conversation, chances are you need to speak to a demon. <laughs> yes, I mean, and the other thing is that uh, something that we we have noticed as well is that if you are nice to the spirit or entity, and I use those words in inverted commas, whatever that might actually be, you're less likely to get a response. And mm. if you're actually aggressive um, or downright rude. Mm. Um, so again, it raises the questions: Why um, is it again? Because that is actually creating some sort of negative energy. Is there something in us which is actually um, creating the the EVP? But anyway, yeah, and we certainly wouldn't be going to one's house and challenging. <laughs> you know, the idea is, is yes. to um, make the house more peaceful. Sure, not, not, absolutely. Uh, so, yes, yeah. it's it's only when you're in a sort of a uh, I was going to say an industrial, but perhaps a historical site rather than yeah. somebody's home, so perhaps not uh, not one to be used at home. Another theme is that if you do actually see an apparition and you look away and look back again, it, it's gone. Yes. It's very rare for it to just disappear in front of you. It tends to be as soon as you look away and look back, then it's always nine times out of ten it seems to disappear. Yes. So, you know, is that linked to some kind of projection out of your mind? Yeah, uh, yeah. Who knows? Maybe you just misperceive something, thinking sure. it's there, and look away, look back in, and your brain re-scrambles and think, actually, yeah, there's nothing there in the first place. Yeah. And then there's the Bothell Poltergeist case in America. Um, it's quite a recent one where uh, this man watched an apparition, and it, and because he was watching it, it seemed to affect its behaviour. It seemed to struggle to move through a wall because it was being watched. Maybe it's a bit like when you go on the men's cubicles and you want to talk, you need to pee. <laughs> if someone stands okay. next to you, you, all of a sudden you can't go. You know, so maybe uh, hmm. maybe it's the same uh, yes. mechanism. Yes. Um, so yeah, so what happened was, as he was watching it, it couldn't do what it was trying to do. So right. okay. it appeared confused, and then yes. then eventually it decided to move down the corridor, and then it finally disappeared. Oh, okay. But right. um, so things are being watched and sent and sensing a presence are very common theme. Yeah. Uh, and they tend to happen quite quickly when people move into a house or something starts to happen. That seems to be the most one of the first yes. experiences yes. that people claim. Um, so things things are being watched. I mean, again, that could be linked into the environment, and it could be linked into maybe magnetic fields in the environment. Mm. That if you happen to be sitting down for quite a while, something's possibly. Is, interfering with your body your brain yes um, yeah i think i think the other thing is that uh, if you're undertaking menial tasks you you do daydream i, mm. I think that's that's well sort of documented 
Um, so you can actually almost go into a sleep. Yeah. Um, so that would be a moment when your imagination starts working um, hmm. and perhaps things start uh, happening around you. But actually all you're doing is, is dreaming. Yeah. So another theme is that just as the paranormal activity reaches its peak and the subjects of the haunting think they can't take any more, then it's sometimes it can suddenly stop. It's almost right. like if it's there's nothing else it can do to that person. Yes. They're at rock bottom, there's nothing left inside them. Sometimes the activity just suddenly stops. Again, we don't know why. Yes. Um, the land can be haunted rather than the house, so it depends on the history of the land rather than the house on it. Mm, yeah. That's a that's a theme. Another theme that seems to come out in these retelling of um, hauntings is one entity can control other entities. <laughs> so okay. you, might, you might get a medium or a psychic say there's four, four ghosts here. Right. Um, three of them are nice. One right. of them seems to be controlling and dominating the other yes. three. Uh, that seems to be... Um, oh, again, when, when mediums and psychics talk, you, you're taking their word for what they pick up. And well, think, again, yes. I mean, there's no way of testing it, is no, there? No. You're just you're just relying on the the words that tumble from their mouths. Well, also you're also kind of um, what's the words that personification? You're putting the human attributes to a a paranormal event that we don't understand. So you're you're thinking, well, and humans would do that if there was five people. One might be the dominant one, yes, and the others follow. You know, so you're assuming that whatever this activity is also has human characteristics which, yeah. is, which is an assumption basically yes, yeah. yes. Uh, entities refusing to go to the light <laughs> that seems to be uh, a common theme for these psychics and mediums to try and persuade them to go so another theme is these so called en an entity can protect the living from other entities sometimes you get the case of a guardian angel or, or a particular entity that seems to be Seen and and the people feel that they're a protector rather yes. than, the, than the tormentor. Yes, a negative entity can be invited in if you try to communicate with another entity. Okay, so maybe that's when people mess around on Ouija boards. Or yeah, maybe they feel that they are inviting something into their house. Well, again, that's that's the claim, isn't it? Mm. Yes, overwhelming feeling of an oppressive presence. Not wanting you in the house. I mean, I've I've had this. I've had that feeling. Um, when when we're moving out of the house, it was we're waiting for a taxi to collect us. Uh, everything had been packed. The right. house is empty. Yes, we're on the doorstep, and I mean, this is a house where I heard the three bangs on the on my bedroom door. Right, when okay, it was yeah. locked, nobody yes. was in. Yes, and I remember while we were waiting for the taxi. I remember it was dark outside. It must have been around about winter time. Yeah. But it must have been about seven o'clock at night, maybe, and I, w I needed a toilet, so I thought I'd go back in and use the downstairs toilet. Yeah. And when I went back in, when I went to the toilet, I just had this overwhelming feeling that there was something on the stairs, and I can't describe it. It was like something menacing, mm. and it, was, it felt like it was pissed off that I was actually back in the house. <laughs> okay. And um, you know, I went to the toilet. Yes. Uh, and throughout the whole, when I was there, I mean, I kept the door open. I was that scared. It was, yes. I mean, it was a very powerful, overwhelming feeling. Yes. Yes. And it was almost like, you know, if you could see it, it would be 
probably you would think that it was somebody on your stairs with a gun pointing at you or something. Right. You know, right. yeah. You feel That's pretty extreme. Then. Yeah, you feel like if I actually went up the stairs, I felt like I would probably be attacked. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. I wish it did now just to see what would happen. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I, think, I think actually, I think yeah, you're right. I mean, proxy wouldn't have happened uh, being nice at the time, but mm. but again, you, you look at the 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 situation here that you're you're moving. Um, again, it's the, the strains, the stresses and strains that go with that, uh, and going back to the house that you've, you've lived in. Mm. Um, I lived in there for about a year. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, I was. Well, I think all, all of us were happy to move. It wasn't like an, a negative experience. Oh, I think okay. All of us right, were quite right. happy to move. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't like. But then I suppose yeah. the counter argument would be that you might be going back to a place that you wanted to move away from. So who knows? Um. The, the thing about renovations, disturbing entities, hiding places, is it trapped energy that gets released when people start knocking down walls? Yeah. Uh, does it take a lot of energy for an entity to, to physically attack someone? It probably does. <laughs> uh, takes less energy to move smaller objects like door keys. Entity can present as male or female energy. Objects removed from haunted location can cause paranormal activity in new location. So that's the case of the haunted object thing again. Yes, um, yeah. Dolls, don't they? Dolls seem to be uh, frequent. Kind of, yes, mm-hmm. so there's a, a more attachment to something that yeah. looks like a person. Again, yeah, project, projection yes. on, onto onto some uh, object that re, that you put in human attributes to. And yeah, I mean, I haven't seen Chucky for a long while, but <laughs> um, certainly I've I'm not had any cases of. Dolls with knives running after people. So, yes, lovely thought that. Uh, although I'm feeling sadness, anger, hopelessness. Entities have access to information no one else knows. That's an interesting one. That I mean, this is where it gets beyond hallucination and misperception. Yeah. Is when yes. you receive information that you should not know or yes. have no way of knowing. Yes. And this could be a lock combination. So someone's got a padlock on, and. Nobody knows what the lock combination is, but that entity has unlocked it. Yeah, yes. um, you know how how would it be able to do that? You yeah, know, sure. It's, it's yeah. That's they're the ones that are more interesting. <laughs> um, where you know where does that information come from? Yes. So another common theme, perhaps, is an entity masquerading as a boy, girl first, and then it later goes on to be a bit more intimidating and causing fear and shows another form, and these forms people describe as. You know, monstrous kind of demonic or gargoyles, or you know, these are. So it goes from a nice, innocent little boy or girl to a hideous humanoid uh, in these stories. Isn't that the story of children growing up? Yeah, that's what puberty does to you, isn't it? It's, uh, you know, it goes from <laughs> hideous humanoid by the time you go to 13, 14. Yeah. Whatever. Scratches on person or wall, usually three marks. Yeah, this thing about three marks is kind of cropping up. Quite a lot. They can smear shit on walls. Maybe it's a you know maybe it's a ex-convict doing a protest, dirty protest. <laughs> Spirits yeah. can be extremely territorial. So they seem to not want people to be in certain locations. Yeah. And yeah, and there was this, you know sometimes they can leave messages on voicemails even when the phone's not connected. Yeah, <laughs> uh, very interesting. Yeah, that's uh, been the subject of books, hasn't it? Mm. I think we've uh, got that particular book by um, Carl Cooper. Carl Cooper, yes. Cooper, yeah. Thank you. yeah, you're right. Yeah, Tele- uh, telephone calls from the dead. That's right. Yeah. Yes. 
so quite an interesting read if you get the chance to have a look at the book do yeah i think we'll talk about that uh, in more detail when we do edp podcast yeah um, sure yes yeah, yeah leave dead animals in home you know is it a demonstration of power to leave uh, a dead animal inside someone's house yeah so the arched themes are probably things like activity occurs in the same space in our three dimensions activity occurs in bursts uh, the number three is it feeding off fear the oh. trickster the deceptor negative emotions in humans uh, very rarely directly physically hurts people the peripheral vision thing about seeing things at the corner of your eyes a th- arch theme yes sudden drop in temperature tends to be an arch theme you know and people actually beat that to the ghost drawing energy but again I mean that's that's just an assumption on what's happening basically I think so Objects will never disappear while someone's looking directly at it. But if you look away, then look back again, it can be gone. Yeah, yeah. So something about not being able to perform its maximum ability when, when it's been observed. Yeah, sure. So those those are the kind of themes that I've made a note of um, over the years. And there are lots of different counter-arguments to what might be going on. Uh, but we do tend to cover them in different, in different podcasts. Yes. Yeah, different alternative explanations. Yeah, listen to them, please. Yeah. So, so that's the theme of that. Yeah. Hmm. Quite a lot covered. So thanks, Andy. Um, and I think that uh, more or less concludes it. Mm-hmm. So thanks very much for your time, and uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Thank <laughs> you.